Miguel, what a game for you guys. What a road trip for you guys, finishing 4-2. and two. How big was this to continue the momentum from the last homestand? Yeah, I think it's pretty big. Uh, we've been playing pretty good teams, uh, and I think this is an early taste for us uh, to understand where we are. You know, uh, early in the year, we know we got a couple uh, um, injuries. Uh, we got a couple guys out of the lineup. Uh, but when we back together, you know, and we back uh, playing in full force, uh, that shows what kind of team that we have. And uh, one day we're pitching and playing really good defense and winning uh, close games. Another day we're bopping like today and yesterday. And, you know, like we're getting we're getting uh, a lot of runs. And, and that's a complete team, you know. Like that's what I'm seeing here. I really trust on everybody in the clubhouse. Uh, not everybody can be hard at the same time. But I feel like right now we're kind of uh, finding ways to be, uh, to be together as a club. And... It feels pretty good to be a part of this club right now. You talk about a complete game. You had a complete game today, not only with the defense, but the offense. Even stealing a base today, starting to feel like yourself again? Yeah, 100%. I feel like um, getting injured uh, so early in the year, four games in, uh, it, it never helps. You know, uh, my, my legs weren't feeling that good, and kudos to the organization again for for giving me uh, the time to recover, you know, uh, those uh, 10 to 11 days that I took uh, to get to take care of my leg and, and being back to 100%, it, it makes me feel a little bit more with freedom uh, on the field. I feel like that's the player that I can be, you know, play not just play defense, but uh, contribute in the offensive part as well. And I'm, I'm happy that the results are, are showing a little bit more right now. But uh, we got to continue to win baseball games, which is what we're here for. Before I let you go, when you first got traded back to the Dodgers, you were excited to play behind Clayton Kershaw. What can you say about what he gave you guys today after using a bullpen game last night? Yeah, I mean, he's a... He's the best pitcher, uh, best left-handed pitcher in our generation and maybe uh, in all, uh, all time. I feel like Kershaw is a, is a guy who understands the situation, understands the, the moment. He knew uh, we needed him to, uh, to be on his A game. Even when we scored a bunch of runs, he never like yes. let off the, the, the gas. And, and I feel like that's what a Hall of Famer do, you know. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to play behind him. Uh, he was when I played in 2014. Now, every time he takes them out, I want to be behind him. And that's what you want, you know. You want your guys and your A's to be that kind of guy. And, and I'm so proud of the way, uh, the, the way that he's been doing uh, everything in his career on and off the field. And I'm happy to be on, on the same team as him. Thanks for your time. Congratulations on a great road trip, and we'll see you on the plane. Thank you, thank you. Now, here he is, your host, Tim Kaye. A happy flight home for the Los Angeles Dodgers after they beat the Brewers today 8-1. to Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports. Thanks for being with us. Phone lines are wide open at 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. You can also tweet at me, at Tim Cates, no underscores, no nothing else, just Tim Cates, T-I-M-C-A-T-E-S. I'd appreciate the follow as well as the Dodgers take two or three in Milwaukee. Don't look now. The Dodgers have won four straight series. They've won 10 of their last 12, and they come home for a big weekend series against the San Diego Padres beginning on Friday night. But this is a road trip that started in San Diego this last weekend, and it could have been disaster. It could have been the Dodgers leaving San Diego on Sunday night baseball, having dropped two or three to the Padres. Instead, they get that bolt of lightning from Mookie Betts in the ninth inning off of Josh Hader on Sunday to tie the game, send it to extra innings. And then the young pups, Michael Bush, James Altman, put up three runs in the 10th inning, and the Dodgers go on to beat the Padres on Sunday and take two with three. And what could have been, well, 
a long flight to Milwaukee in the middle of the night actually was a happy flight to Milwaukee. The Dodgers then take two or three from the Brewers, including this 8-1 win today. So they end up the road trip 4-2, and two, which is really good. And as I mentioned, they've now won four series in a row. They take two or three from Milwaukee. They take two or three from San Diego. And let's not forget the last homestand, they win 6-0 and with a three-game sweep of Philadelphia and a three-game sweep of St. Louis. So the Dodgers, after floating at 500 for the first month of the season, from the end of March when they started the season on March 30th till the end of April, around the 27th, 28th, when they finished that series in Pittsburgh, the Dodgers were a 500 team, exactly 13-13. and And since then, the Dodgers are twenty now 23-15 and overall on this season. They've started to figure it out, and they're starting to put together Good pitching, timely hitting, and good defense. Now, they're going to lose games here or there like they did on Monday against Milwaukee where they got beaten 9-3 to and the bullpen just didn't look any good after Tony Gonsolin got the start. But that's going to happen. And as we talked about with Jose on the postgame show, stringing together wings, beating teams in series, taking two or three here, three or four there, and stringing those series wins together, you're going to be a well above 500 team if you take two or three every time in a series. It's just the numbers are what the numbers are. It's just a fact. You're going to be an above 500 team. You're going to be a 750 winning percentage if you continue to stack series wins as you go. Right now, the Dodgers have won four series in a row. Today, they get three more home runs. They lead the National League with 64. The Dodgers get really good pitching from Clayton Kershaw. And you cannot undersell what he did today. Because of what happened last night to Noah Syndergaard and the uh, blister slash gash on his right index finger that opened up and they could not get a hold of as far as any the stopping the bleeding and he only lasted one inning. They were forced to use seven different relievers yesterday. Not ideal in the middle game of a three game series in which you got a day game today, a getaway game in this series, in this road trip. And they had seven different relievers have to piggyback Noah Syndergaard and they got the win. The Dodgers offense came through and the Dodgers kept passing that baton from bullpen guy to bullpen guy and held on for a 6-2 win. Today, they needed Clayton Kershaw to be Clayton Kershaw going deep into a game, giving them and soaking up innings, and that's exactly what they got. In his first seven starts, six of which, he went six innings or more. And today, he gave him another seven-inning performance, allowed just one run on five hits, eight strikeouts, zero walks. He was efficient. 92 pitches, 70 for strikes. And then Wander Suero came in and pitched two innings of shutout baseball as well. At that point, up 8-1, to one, you kind of got the feeling that the Milwaukee Brewers just wanted to get out of Dodge. They wanted this game and this series to be over as quickly as possible. They wanted the Dodgers to get on that bus, get on that charter flight, and get out of town as quickly as possible. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Clayton Kershaw, his sixth win of the season. Now 6-2 and two on the year. He leads the National League and wins. He picked up the team huge today by going those seven innings and keeping the bullpen fresh going into the San Diego series. Allowed just a one run, a home run, five hits, eight strikeouts. Twice he got double plays to help him in innings, the second inning, and then the in the sixth inning with a 6-4-3 double play. Let's go back to Milwaukee. David Vassay standing by with the future Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know, I think just overall just better fastball command. That's kind of the way it all started for me. I was able to kind of put the ball on both sides of the plate, which is definitely helpful. And then, um, 
you know, obviously the way that, you know, Noah had to come out of the game yesterday, so the bullpen had to cover eight. So it was important to get deep in the game. So thankfully I got through seven, and uh, the guys started swinging the bats really good towards the middle innings and just tried to make it hold up. You hold yourself to that standard no matter what, seven innings. I know you've used that as a benchmark. Does what happened last night change just your approach on the mound starting the game? It, it doesn't change the approach, but I do think that there's obviously added emphasis to get deeper in games when your bullpen is a little bit overworked, you know, and then, you know, coming off night, day, there's a lot of factors there. So, um, yes, yeah, so it was it was important for me to get to seven today, and so I'm glad I did. And, um, you know, having Suero finish it out with two was huge. Give us give the rest of the guys a break with the off day before the San Diego again. So I think there's a lot of factors that was, uh, was why seven was important today, for sure. Is that home run even a mistake? It looks. I mean, it was definitely in off the plate, but he, he's a good hitter, so I think uh, it's probably just too many of the same pitches in a row. How much did the double plays help you think to keep the pitch count down and to get through seven? I mean, yeah, double plays are huge. Obviously, um, you know, two outs with one pitch—that's that's a good way to do it. So, um, you know, it's it's hard to you know induce those necessarily, especially for a guy that doesn't throw a lot of sinkers or anything. But um, guys turned some good double plays for me. Maybe he made some good plays, so uh, that was that was huge. That was huge, especially the one in the second inning. It was zeros on the board for both teams. A leadoff single in the second for the Milwaukee Brewers. And Clayton Kershaw, what does he do? Gets a ground ball, 6-4-3 double play to end any threat. Then he gets a strikeout looking to end the inning. 11 pitches in that second inning. Again, in the sixth inning, he had a runner, a leadoff single, strikeout, and then he gets a double play to end the sixth inning on 14 pitches. The double plays were huge. The defense behind him was fantastic, kind of picking up on what Chris Taylor did last night with those amazing catches in left field. The Dodgers' offense today provided the punch with three home runs. Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, and Miguel Vargas all going deep. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll hear from Andrew Dave Roberts as well. 866-987-2570 is the number. 866-987-2570. Dodgers take two and three in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, 8-1 winners today over the Brewers here on AM570 LA Sports, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. AM570 LA Sports. Be anywhere at any time, and you can hear past episodes of Dodger Talk. All of those things. Search AM570 on the iHeartRadio app. We're streaming online. We stream every game, too. Come find me. Back to Dodger Talk on AM570 LA Sports. Mookie didn't want to stay at the team hotel because he was afraid of ghosts. There was uh, less to that than seems to be. This ball is shot deep into the gap in left center field. That's got to carry out. It's gone. A home run for Freddie Freeman, his sixth of the season, and the Dodgers have a 1-0 lead. Freddie Freeman with his sixth home run in the fourth inning off Wade Miley. Will Smith would make it back-to-back jacks. Right after that, his sixth of the season, Dodgers took a 2-0 lead. They hit three home runs in the game. Miguel Vargas, a two-run shot in the sixth as the Dodgers take two of three in Milwaukee. Every season, Daniels Jewelers presents the home run forecast with your chance to win a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card. Visit am570lasports.com for your chance to play Daniels Jewelers own the dream. The Dodgers tonight are now 23 and 15 on this season. They've won two in a row. They've go four and two on this road trip. They've won 10 of their last 12, and now they got a two-game lead as we speak over the Arizona Diamondbacks in the NL West. They are three games up in the Western Division on the San Diego Padres. The Giants are five and a half games back as we speak, and the Colorado Rockies are 16 and 22 overall. 
They are seven games back in the division. I was talking to my dad during the game, and he brought up this point about the standings in the American League and the National League. And when you really take a glance at it, in the NL Central, there's only two teams over 500: Pittsburgh Pirates, Milwaukee Brewers. Dodgers just took care of the Milwaukee Brewers. Other than that, the other three teams in the division, sub 500. The NL East, really, it's the Atlanta Braves at 25 and 11 are running away with the division. Everybody else in the NL East, under 500. Marlins, Phillies, Mets, Nationals. How about the Mets? Huge disappointment. They've lost three in a row, eight of 10. They're eight games back already. A lot of separation in the NL East. In the American League, the Rangers and Angels kind of be fighting back and forth atop the AL West. Angels are hanging in there. The AL Central, the Twins and Tigers and Guardians, all kind of separated by two and a half, three games. But then there's separation between the White Sox and the Royals, who are at the bottom of the division. And then the AL East, the Tampa Bay Rays running away with things at 29-8. and eight. If you're the Baltimore Orioles, you're having a season that you had never had in a decade. You're 10 games over 500. You're 23-13. and 13. You're playing basically 700 baseball. Yet you're five and a half games back in the division here as we sit on May 10th. The Blue Jays, six games over 500. They're seven and a half games back. Every team in the AL East, the Rays all the way down to the Yankees, are all over 500. Yet the Yankees are eight and a half games back. The Yankees have won three in a row, six of 10. They're four games over 500. And they're eight and a half games back here on May 10th. My point is the Dodgers in the NL West... We're very fortunate that nobody, no one team, ran away with things in the first month of the season. Now, you're going to start seeing some teams maybe come back to life a little bit. Maybe that lead shrinks a little bit as we get into June and going into the All-Star break. The Pittsburgh Pirates are an example. They now have a half-game lead over Milwaukee. They've now lost nine of their last ten. The Pittsburgh Pirates, off to their best start in a decade, have now lost nine of ten since the Dodgers saw them in Pittsburgh. They'll coming back down to earth. The Dodgers floating at 500 for the first month of the season. Literally 13 and 13 on April 27th. And then since then, the Dodgers have gone 10 and 2 to take a lead in the NL West. And as Jose Moda mentioned, this is a Dodgers team that one game they get pitching still, one game they get some offense and they'll blow out a team. The bullpen doesn't have a great outing. They've yet to really have back-to-back games, a string of games in which everything is just clicking. Great defense, pitching, and hitting. The series in San Diego, the Dodgers were, what, 1-for-21 with runners in scoring position going into that ninth inning in which Mookie Betts hit the game-tying home run off of Josh Hader. They take 2-3 of in San Diego. 2-for-3 from the Padres, yet they were 1-for-21 at one point with runners in scoring position. They just couldn't get a big hit, yet they still take 2-of-3. So the point being, they're winning despite not putting it all together on a consistent basis. And as Jose mentioned, it's scary to think what this Dodgers team is going to look like when they get consistent pitching, they get consistent hitting, and they get good defense. And they string those together, they'll go on another winning streak. They already went on a six-game winning streak. They've already now won 10 of their last 12 since being 500 at 13-13. and It's looking good for the Dodgers. It really is. A lot of positive things to look forward to as we sit here on May 10th and the Dodgers are – 23 and 15 and really have not put it all together. Mitch, start things off here on Dodger Talk. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? Hey, wait. It's hot. It's me. Excuse me. With a customer here. Sam, how's everything? Thanks for taking my call. I said I like the offenses coming around uh, with the dingers especially. I still ticked off that Corey and Trey not here. 
What do you think about Vargas, Altman, and is Mike Bush? Michael Bush, is he still on the team? He's still on the team. Yeah, Michael Bush still on the team, still called up with this Dodgers team. It was David Vasse's pregame guest today. Michael Bush not in the lineup uh, with the left-hander Wade Miley going. The Dodgers stacked the lineup today with a lot of right-handed hitters outside of James Altman and Freddie Freeman. The lineup all dominated by right-handed hitters and uh, Miguel Rojas, excuse me, uh, Miguel Vargas as well. But a Dodgers team today that, that got production from the top of the lineup the middle of the lineup with with Miggy Vargas and the bottom of the lineup too with uh, Miguel Rojas and James Altman, a couple of hits each. And you look at what Trace Thompson did. He got one at bat today. He was 0 for 1. He got two at bats. He, he walked as well. So he's 0 for 1 with a walk and a run score before being pulled for a pinch hitter and David Peralta later in the game. His struggles are real, and he's going to need to figure it out and figure it out fast if he wants to continue to get at-bats on this Dodgers team because everybody else seems to be turning things around. Guys are getting out of whatever funks they're in individually. Trace Thompson needs to get it going. Offensively, he has struggled. What is he now, 0 for his last 28? Going into today, he was 0 for 27. So 0 for 28 now is Trace Thompson. Dodgers get the win 8-1 to over the Milwaukee Brewers. A happy flight home as always, says Dave Roberts. Let's go back out to Milwaukee before they head out and hear from the Dodgers skipper. Clayton was great. He was great. He was uh, crisp. Um, he was efficient. Uh, he worked ahead. Uh, everything was uh, on point, and um, we needed every bit of it. And so uh, for him to get through seven, um, reset us going to the off day, uh, finished off a great uh, road trip, great series, so uh, can't say enough. For Wander Square, just two clean innings out of him as well. How did you see him kind of bounce back? Wander was great. Um, you know, I think that... Uh, you know, the first first one just wasn't really good as far as strike throwing. Um, yesterday or two days ago, better. And then today, uh, in the zone, just really picked us up so we could stay away from seven other guys. Um, so uh, very, very valuable. Um, Austin, I think, did a fantastic job with the fingers down there. Um, so we needed it. And offensively, um, we got some big hits. And guys had some nice days. So... Uh, all in all, great. Dave, even for a pitcher of Clayton's caliber, how important is first pitch strikes and pitching ahead in the count like you did today? It's, I mean, I, I think that it, it's important for everyone. Um, I would argue that it's more important for other guys that don't have uh, the secondary or the command, but now you layer in the fact that he's working ahead of guys to both sides of the plate with spin, um, kept him off balance, then he can sort of pick and choose how he wants to attack guys. And uh, today, you know, lineup full of right-handers that hit left-handed pitching, um, but he navigated really well. Can you imagine a better guy to have on the mound when it's pretty much imperative you get a lengthy start? No. No. Um, you know, there's there's other guys that are just as talented uh, around the league, but as far as a guy that uh, can be as efficient, too, um, that's what we needed. So uh, he wasn't stressed at all. I think, uh, you know, getting through that seventh, I don't think there's going to be any cost going forward. He'll have an extra day. So, yeah, we couldn't have had a better guy take them out. All right, there's Dave Roberts getting ready for a happy flight back here to Los Angeles. Day off tomorrow for the Dodgers. A chance to exhale after a 4-2 and two road trip, a road trip that saw them travel in the middle of the night. Monday morning and have to turn around and play a game Monday night in Milwaukee after that 
emotional game on Sunday Night Baseball down at Petco Park. So a chance for them to catch their breath, relax, have a nice golden day off here in Southern California, enjoy the weather, and then get ready for a big three-game series against the Padres. The probable, as we expect on Friday night, Dustin May and Blake Snell is 7-10 first pitch. Julio Urias and Joe Musgrove expected to go on Saturday afternoon. That is the 4-15 nationally televised game. Of course, every game right here on AM570 LA Sports, your home of the Dodgers. And then in Sunday, in the final game of the series, Michael Waka against Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin had a good start in Milwaukee, but nothing to show for it except for a loss as the Dodgers' bullpen got roughed up as well. But for the Dodgers, they return home now for this six-game homestand, three against the Padres, three against the Twins. And this Dodgers team, again, floating around 500. They've now gone 10-2 and two since they were 13-13. and 13. They've opened up a little bit of a lead here in the National League West, and they come back for a big series against the San Diego Padres, a series in which they'll have May, Urias, and Gonsolin on the mound. And then on Monday, the Minnesota Twins come for a three-game series to the Ravine. Syndergaard, Kershaw, May expected to start those three games. I don't know about you, um, blisters, a gash, an open wound on your index finger. If you're a starting pitcher, I don't see that healing or being good enough for him to go in five days. Now, Dave Roberts said before the game today that they'll reevaluate Noah Syndergaard on Friday. They'll give him the day off to get treatment, let it heal, give it 48 hours, come back on Friday, and have to make a decision. What are they going to do with that fifth spot in the rotation? Now, the good news is, the good news is they've got an option. Now, they don't have Michael Grove. They don't have Ryan Pepio. But they do have a stone that they can go to, Gavin Stone, who pitched in AAA Oklahoma City yesterday in a game against Round Rock. He went five and a third inning, struck out four, walked four, pitched well, had a little bit of issue with his control with the four walks. But it lines up now for Gavin Stone, who pitched last night on the same night that Noah Syndergaard made his start in Milwaukee. It lines up now that if the Dodgers do feel that Noah Syndergaard is not good enough and healthy enough and that finger is just not right, for him to start on Monday against the Twins, Gavin Stone lines up perfectly to slide him right in there, recall him from AAA Oklahoma Oklahoma City, and let him get the start and see how he does in his second start at the big leagues at home against the Minnesota t- uh, Twins team uh, that will be coming to Dodger Stadium, a Twins team that, you know, first place in the AL Central. Uh, they've lost three in a row, playing 500 baseball right about now, but a, a good chance for Gavin Stone to go out there and in his second start bounce back from what was an okay start in his major league debut last Wednesday. All right, that's going to do it for Dodger Talk. Many thanks to Colin Yee. Many thanks to you for listening and being a part of the show. Coming up next here on AM570 LA Sports, it's the Rogan and Rodney show. Fred and Rodney getting ready to go. I saw Fred doing uh, some sprints down the hall. Looks good at his old age. Hope he doesn't pull a hammy. Kevin Figures here, Ronnie Fascio. Rogan and Rodney coming up. Then it's Petros and Money Show with Jonas Knox and Mac Money Smith coming up from 3 until 7. Full slate here on AM570 LA Sports. Great sports talk still to come as the Dodgers get the win in Milwaukee. 8-1 to one over the Brewers. They go 4-2 and two on the road trip. Now eight games over 500 on this season. Dodgers back at it Friday. They take on the San Diego Padres first pitch at 7-10. Don't go anywhere. Rogan and Rodney, next.